0: Welcome into the His and Hers podcast. I'm Zach Bennett, alongside my sister Paige, and today we have a wonderful episode for you. Continuing our division previews, and today we're covering the NFC South, probably one of the more difficult divisions to read. A lot of factors going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, and Atlanta Falcons. We discuss again their ceilings and their floors, playoff potential, where they'll finish in the division. All here on this episode of His and Hers. All right, Paige, this dra- this uh, division has had its fair share of drama within all four teams. But why don't you give us a preview of where they've stacked up previously?
1: Yeah, so in 2015, the Carolina Panthers won the division. They lost in the Super Bowl that year to the Broncos. Um, The next year, the Atlanta Falcons take it. And then they again lost in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Um, the next four years after that, it went to the New Orleans Saints. Um, just a fun fact, they had lost two of their divisional playoff games against the Vikings in those two years. Um, but I think the funnest fact is that the New Orleans Saints in 2020 won the division, but then lost to the Buccaneers um, in the playoffs, 30-20. to 20, And that's when Tom Brady and the Buccaneers went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, and then last year in 2021, Tampa Bay Buccaneers took it and then they lost in the divisional playoffs to the Rams 27 to 30. Um so obviously <clears throat> with a team that has Tom Brady. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk this offseason. Tom Brady announced his retirement from the NFL, and then a few short weeks later turned it around and announced that he was not retiring from the NFL. Um, This has been talked about back and forth by every single sports analyst in the country and any sports fan, um, I think, has had a conversation about this. But it's been interesting to see the development of all of it, especially with Tom Brady missing 11 days of preseason and um, saying he was on vacation with his family, a lot of things up in the air there. Um, and then him coming back, love the quote where he just said, um, I'm just busy. Like I just have a lot of things to do. And so it's interesting to kind of see, uh, the mindset that, uh, Tom Brady has compared to how he has been in the past. Um, but with all of that circling around Zach, what's your take on this division? Who do you have coming in last place?
0: Ooh, I think it's a pretty good read that the chances are the Falcons end up in the <laughs> best place. You know, what? What?
1: Know. No, that's a hot take. The hottest it's, take in football. It's
0: boiling. It's boiling. I think, <laughs> you know, they have a, it's just kind of an awkward, like a, a team that's in an awkward spot. You know, they have, Arthur Smith going into his second year. And when you're going into your second year, you the last thing you want to do is trend downwards. And last year they were semi-competitive, at least in terms that they beat the teams that they were supposed to beat and lost the teams that everyone expected them to lose to. And most of the time we're competitive in those games. You know, They got blown out by the Bucs, by the Saints. And so you know the Patriots, I remember on Thursday or Monday night football was a primetime game, got blown out there too. So... You know they go into the season they um they have uh, desmond ritter that they drafted but they're going to start with marcus mariota the journeyman you know second overall pick to the tennessee titans got supplanted by ryan tannehill spent the last two seasons with the las vegas raiders played sparingly in kind of like situational um, football and now is you know he, here to make his last attempt at being a starting quarterback Problem is the supporting cast isn't all that great. I think the Kyle Pitts situation, he's an intriguing prospect. He's more of a wide receiver than a tight end. I think you'll see some some big games and big plays from him. But at the end of the day, I think by the end of the year, the last, you know, in four or five games in the season when they start one and four, you'll see Desmond Ritter get a lot of action and, and they'll see what they have in him before they enter into a high draft pick going into the 2023 draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously with the Falcons that you mentioned Pitts and Drake Landon, I also think that obviously we've got Cordero Cordero Patterson who kind of had a surprise breakout last year. So I think we'll see some good plays from them. The offense is going to run through them, but nothing that's going to be insane. I do think My hot take on all of this, the only exciting thing that I have happening for the Falcons this season, I do think Drake Landon is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Um, So the Falcons can look forward to that being their claim to fame throughout this season. I think that we can look at a solid three and 14 season from these Atlanta Falcons.
0: Yeah. You know, and obviously with the different quarterbacks, it was kind of end of an era by trading Matt, Matt Ryan to uh, the Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Colts. And so, you know, there are a lot of fun pieces. You mentioned Cordell Patterson. I think there'll be some, you know, big plays. Like I said, I think Kyle Pitts will have a really big year. I think he'll finish, you know, over a 1,000 receiving yards like he did last year, hopefully more than one touchdown like he did last year. And you'll see that you have kind of a cornerstone, but they just need a lot more cornerstones because sitting here right now, I'm not going to claim and be a of Falcons fan by any means, but I can't name one person on the defense. I'm just trying to sit here and think I don't think there's anyone on their defense that is even recognizable Um, and on their offense. It's it's getting pretty slim. So, you know, when you had Matt Ryan, aging quarterback, you wanted to compete. You wanted to sign high price vets because he's an aging quarterback who was an MVP of the league. But now they're kind of tearing it down. They realize they got to restart and restarting means, you know, not tanking but losing a lot so that you can get one of the high Bryce Youngs of next year's draft. Because as much as you may believe in Desmond Ritter, you know, there's not a lot of people that believe he's a franchise guy, but Hey, I think by the end of this year, you'll be able to get your answer through the last 10 to 15 games of the plays. Cause I really don't think Marcus Marriott is going to be in for very long.
1: No, I agree. And honestly, with the draft class coming up, I just don't know if it's, I think that's honestly where the Falcons are looking is let's just look to how we're going to rebuild
0: yeah yeah so in my mind i have a i have a team that i am gonna be putting in third place but i'm going to ask you who you have in third place
1: i have got the panthers in third place
0: we disagree
1: oh you got the saints in third place or you got yeah. the bucks in third place
0: no not the bucks <laughs> but uh explain explain third place you got the panthers i don't I don't dis, don't disagree with you. Why I just have a different opinion on it.
1: Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is I think that a lot of people are sleeping on the Saints a little bit, and I I'm kind of bought into the Saints a little bit this year. Um, but from the Panthers' perspective, I honestly after last year, everybody I I mean it was pretty predictable that the Sam Darnold experiment was not going to go well, <laughs> um, and so hey, they started four
0: or three and zero. I think it's three and zero
1: they did and everyone was like wait the panthers are hot yeah. um, and then finishing <laughs> off 5 and 12 so it was exciting start felt, for them
0: people failed to realize that two of their first three games were against the uh the jets and then the texans
1: yeah um i I don't, I don't understand. I was really honestly confused by the Baker Mayfield situation this off season. I didn't think that it was going to take him so long to get picked up by someone. And I thought that the whole exit from the Browns was just kind of weird in and of itself. Um, But I think that, we can expect a lot of awesome play out of the Panthers because I think that Baker Mayfield is kind of like his redemption year, right? Like he just got did done dirty by the team that we're supposed to be building completely around him. I mean, every single person who watches an NFL game can tell you about the Baker Mayfield commercials in a Browns uniform in their stadium. And so it's interesting how to like switch from that when it was so bought into like, this is our guy and they were just putting him on everything to be the face of the Browns. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's going to be really fun. I'm ex- super excited that we're going to see him going against his old team week 1. I think that if he's able to go in there and beat the Browns, we're just going to have some amazing content from him, his little one-liners post show. Um but I think that they're going to have a good year. I just think that uh they're going to lose to the Saints and to the Bucks. So I think they're still going to have a winning season. I'm putting them right about 10 and 7 wins, but I do think that they're going to fall to third in the division.
0: Interesting. Um, because I viewed a lot of the same way. I think Christian McCaffrey's due for a healthy year. If he if he gets injured most of the year again, it's kind of a career that's spiraling downward. But I think he's due to be healthy. I think Baker Mayfield is also going to be healthy this year. And the last time he played a full healthy season, he was, you know, a couple of a possession away from beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead in the second round of the playoffs, so I think I don't know what happened there. I don't know where the relationship soured, but it soured pretty quickly for them to bring in, you know, who um, to the you know to the team and trade away Baker Mayfield. So I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a really good season. And I really like the pieces that they have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson on the offense with Chris McCaffrey and Baker Mayfield running the show. I know they lost on the defense. They lost to Son Reddick. Their defensive end had the most sacks last year, but I think as a whole that defense still played really well. They had stuff stuff Gilmore in the back in the secondary to kind of cover up and anytime you have a good secondary help make your defensive line look better because they can, You know, cover a little bit better as well. So I have the, I actually have the Panthers finishing second in the division. I do think it's going to be kind of a strong redemption arc for Baker Mayfield. And with the NFC being on the lower end of talent comparatively to the AFC, I think there's a good chance that. Um, that they'll be able to, in Matt Rule's third season, make the playoffs and make that jump that th- that they've been wanting to the last couple of years under his stewardship. So I'm actually I'm actually buying the Panthers. I'm buying what they're selling. Um, and I think they have a good chance. And I, and I honestly think if you look at the odds, they're, they're um they're nine to one to win the division. I like that bet just because we'll get to the Bucks in a little bit. A lot of weird stuff going on, but I'll tell you the bet that I really like is the over six and a half wins minus one ten. I think, I think that's almost a lock. I think they're going to finish. My my ceiling is eleven wins, eleven and six. My floor is nine. So obviously, I think that either way, because I, in my opinion, uh. We'll, we can get to the saints after you tell me about why you think the saints are going to be so good, but I think that they're going to have two wins against the Falcons. And I think they're going to have two wins against the saints. Cause I just don't, I don't think the saints, I think the saints are going to be in a free fall here in just a moment, but explain your take. Why do you think the saints are going to be the second place team?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is my thing with the saints is I, I like James Winston and well, I who think doesn't? he's gold. <laughs> it's true. Who gold. doesn't like James Winston, but, um, I think obviously with um, Sean Payton leaving, Uh, having a head coach like that leave that's been such a staple of the entire franchise for so long is obviously going to be a difficult transition Um, but I like what I'm seeing out of Jameis Winston I like where his kind of heads at and the comments that he's making I think he has been now having been with the Saints for a little bit I think he's understanding the dynamics that the fan base expects to win um, and expects to be contenders Um, with Michael Thomas coming back um, this year with um, he had with obviously had lingering ankle injuries last year um and in 2020 so hopefully if he's back at his at his best um they were also really aggressive in the draft I like that the moves they made they brought in the receiver Chris Olave and offensive tackle Trevor Penning Um, Olave yeah sorry and then they've also got uh the veterans off Obviously, bringing in Jarvis Landry, I think, was an awesome move. I think it's going to be exciting to kind of see him and Jameis Winston work together. So, I just think that one, I think that the Saints can be an effective, like, kind of thorn in the side of the Bucks, and I think that's where the edge is going to come for them. I see the Bucks beating the Panthers twice in this division, and I can see the Saints beating the Bucks in New Orleans, um, just because I think that they can kind of be the one in the division that Tom Brady just doesn't always perform his best against. Um, I think, but yeah, we're going to see Thomas back at an all pro level. And I think that between him and um, James Winston, we're going to see some really fun play.
0: Yeah. I, you know, if you told me that they were the second team, they were a playoff team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, the addition of Tyron Matthew, Marcus May in the secondary, although Marcus May seems to have some legal issues on the horizon with a few different, problems that popped up for him. Um, But you know, their defense, I'm not going to discredit that Dennis Allen isn't a uh, great defensive coordinator, but the last time he was a head coach, he went eight and 28. Now the (laughs) talent level of that team, probably um, obviously a lot different than this team, but until I see it, I just always have a hard time believing that a head coach can cause typically in the NFL, good coaches are good coaches. Like, they just figure it out. They have the guys in the right spots and they don't go eight and 28. Like very rarely is that the case for a really good coach. So I don't think there's enough um, weight being put in being put on Sean Payton leaving um, and they're treating as if, you know, he was on the staff last year. So it's going to be more of the same. I, I I don't personally believe that. And I think that without Sean Payton, there, kind of guiding Jameis Winston, keeping him under control. Um, guiding him through the reads each and every week I th- and, and guiding the game plan and play calls to keep him kind of in wraps. I think we're going to see personally, as much as I love Jameis, I think we're going to see more interceptions, the, t- the Tampa Bay kind of wild card Jameis where you get the big plays, but then you get the big oof moments, which lead to a disappointing year. So, that's where I fall in line more. So I think that their ceiling is the 11 wins. If you know that defense plays stout, if they gel really well and you know, Michael Thomas is back to the Michael Thomas, Chris Olave is that deep vertical threat that they, that they've been needing even back when drew Brees is playing four or five years ago. Um, and, and that defense is as stout as ever. So 11 wins isn't out of the realm of possibility for me, but I'm also putting their floor at around five wins. Cause I do think, that the, the wheels could fall off of this team and without a strong leader that Jamie and James, you know, can or can't be, I think that, the, you know, it could kind of fall off and, and be a disappointing season in the Bayou.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you make some great points. I think that it's obviously it is a, I, it will be interesting because I think that it, there is the possibility of the franchise kind of just functioning similarly with people having been there with Sean Payton and kind of him having set the tone. But obviously it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same play call. It's not going to be the same level of maturity that we saw from Sean Payton. So it'll be interesting to see how Jameis Winston pairs with a defensive minded head coach rather than an offensive minded head coach. Um one more topic on the Saints that as a BYU alum I just always have to talk about Taysom Hill. Whoa. Sean Payton had a oh love for Taysom boy. Hill. Sean Payton had a love for Taysom Hill. And one of my favorite things was to see the random plays that Sean Payton would throw at teams just to have Taysom Hill in there to play. Um, so I'm just curious on where you think, do you think that Taysom Hill, obviously there's been, he's transitioning no longer at the quarterback spot mentions of him transitioning to tight end. Do you think we're going to see Taysom Hill on the field for the saints this year?
0: Yeah, in a special teams tied in sort of way. Um, I, I do think it's pretty funny that Sean Payton had this belief that he could turn him into – I mean, that, I remember after that, uh, that first year of the Taysom me experience that there was talks that he's better than Lamar. He's like a bigger, more physical Lamar Jackson. It's like the dude's almost 32 years old or something. Like his ceiling has already been kind of reached, and I think we saw that in the games he started as a quarterback. Uh, wasn't ideal. So, yeah, in a special teams block a punt potentially, but I think his days of ever having shot a quarterback are long gone. <laughs> unless you know, unless Sean Payne gets picked up out of the Cowboys, maybe he'll bring him over. <laughs>
1: That's what Taysom Hill can hope for.
0: That's right. Um. So lastly, we finished with the Buc- the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa
1: um, Bay Buccaneers.
0: You mentioned it in your review kind of a very up and down off season for the bucks you had uh an almost comeback happen in january against the los angeles rams where it seemed like they're pulling a win out tom brady miracle that ends up short tom brady retires shortly after well he was it was leaked that he was retiring he said hold on not so fast and then it actually did retire a couple of days later and then 3 weeks after that he came out of retirement and then shortly thereafter Bruce Arians then retires himself <laughs> and um, kind of all just a very strange situation. And now in the middle of Buck's camp, Tom Brady takes a 10 to 15 day, or I think it was 11 day officially hiatus. No reason really ever given. And maybe a reason shouldn't be given, Who you know, if it's a personal life, even though he chooses to live in the personal or a very public life, very just kind of interesting things going on. A lot of rumors about his marriage being the problem, uh, having family issues, you know, Giselle not not happy that he decided to play again, uh, just various different reports. But nonetheless, like you mentioned, it's a very different Tom Brady approach to this year that we've seen in the past. Does that slow down the Bucks, or do you still put them, like many places put them, the second best bet to win the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, I. it's just hard to bet against Tom Brady. Like, if he's on the field, um, you just can, uh, you just know that they're going to have a good offense and they're going to win games and they're going to have a winning season and most likely secure a playoff spot. And so I think that aside, it's difficult to guess based on rumors. And so I think that what we know about the bucks and what we know about brady then we can assume that they're going to win this division and they're going to be right around 13 wins and they're going to go on to the playoffs and potentially win the super bowl um i am not all in on the bucks winning the super bowl this year and that is based on the fact that i don't i just don't know if tom brady is in the mindset of super bowl winning um obviously i think returning to the nfl that would be his goal to kind of add his eighth championship to his slot of championships and be able to really mark himself as um go off into the sunset on his final um super bowl but i i i think that they're going to do well this year i see them going to the afc champ to the nfc championship i just don't know if i see them winning the super bowl um i think that that the bills would take it every time, but I would be hard pressed to even say that they, that they would win the NFC championship game this year.
0: Yeah. You know, I think Tom Brady looked at it, the NFC, and it it definitely got weaker with some of the quarterback moves. Um, He looked at his division with Matt Ryan, even leaving, got Jameis Winston, he got Baker Mayfield. So almost a shoe in if everything stays the same uh, to make the playoffs, like their team didn't really get much worse. So I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, well, you know, we'll get a home playoff game thing goes our way. um, You know, we can make a deep run, which I think is, you know, right on, right on with that. But I don't believe, you know, it's just, it's just like you think about everything that has gone in Brady's favor throughout the entire length of his career. Spanning the last twenty plus years, you got field goals that were made for his team. You got the Tuck Rule that you know sparked it all. You got comebacks. You got tip balls. You got all these things that'll be a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Um, and it's just hard to see what he's brought so far this year. It's hard to see him have the juice and the and the want and the desire to put it in for another. You know, we're looking at five months. You know, these guys, are, and it's already been a month into the season and he had 11-day break. You know, a lot of these guys, once you take a step away and think you're done with it, it's hard to mentally get back into it. And I think that's what he's starting to realize. Maybe, you know, and there was a lot of talk with him and the Dolphins and the Dolphins got, um, you know, a first-round draft pick taken away, fined $5 million. Like there was some, actually some some severe evidence that there was tampering going on between the two parties. So it's just, there's just a lot of stuff surrounding it that my hot take is that I believe that they're going to win. I do believe they're going to win division, but I also, I, I would believe that the Panthers have a really good shot. I, I believe in Baker Mayfield that much and what he's going to bring culturally to the Brown uh, or to the Panthers. And with kind of this lull and lag that's happening with the Bucks, I do think the Panthers have a really good shot of winning the division.
1: Yeah. And I'll say too, um, I think there's a couple other things that we failed to mention that are a little bit difficult for the Bucks starting off. Chris Godwin is obviously he's going to be out for the first little bit of the season. I think that's going to have an impact. And then rumors even today that Rob Gronkowski is most likely going to return to the Bucks, um this year, which as a side note, I watched the funniest uh, video the other day, I found out that Rob Gronkowski when he was on the Patriots actually got traded to the Detroit lions. Oh, that's so when the lions called him and were, when he got called and said he was traded to the lions, he said, no, I'm, I'm retired.
0: Yeah. And and, the Patriots were telling him that they're going to trade him. He said, don't tell him I'm retired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so then he never ended up going to the lions and played with the Patriots again. And so that was one of my favorite stories. It's just such a Rob Gronkowski move to be like sure. we're four days away from five days away from, uh, first week of the season and he still is undecided if he's going to show up. So um, I do think that there is some things that are up in the air there that I think that, I think we're going to see the Bucks get off to a slow start. Um, They've got, they're playing at Dallas week one, then they're playing at the saints, then they're playing against the Packers and then against the chiefs. Um, So I think obviously that's not, that's not the hardest schedule, in football, but I do think that with the kind of up and down that we've been seeing from the Bucks, the new change of head coach with Tom Brady being out, maybe he's not able to have gotten the same level of team um, com- like group think that he's been able to accomplish in the past. And so I think we will see a slow start from them. I don't think it'd be di- I don't think it'd be outlandish to say we could even see them going one in three. Um, and, but then with Tom Brady being able to pick it up in the latter half of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I think back to when he um, initially switched teams and during the COVID year, I mean, every week they, they were together um, running routes. He was with Godwin, with Mike Evans, you know, with his tight ends and, and going through the offense. And I don't think that really happened much this year. Maybe they didn't post about it on social media, so it wasn't much to see. But he did a few different golf tournaments. He started a new company, deeper brand. Um, And it just started to seem like he was shifting into a different phase of his life, you know, and then the report came out that he signed the, I think it was a 10, some like seven years, 75 million with Fox to be the, the one, a color guy, whenever he does hang it up, it's just a contract and money hanging out in the future. And it's just like, it seemed like he was ready to do that. And everything was setting up that way. But being the competitor he is, he just, I, I don't, I, I can still throw the ball, but as good as I could when I was 20, why would I walk away, you know, throwing, you know, 5,000 yards last year and being in consideration for MVP of 44. So what's it st- state, you know, sort 45, probably great things. But as you mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a slow start, um, you know, and the team just kind of withers away because, you know, Todd Bowles, you know, did, did, good things in in new york but there were obviously some down years too i don't think he ever made the playoffs so there are some questions on you know is he a quality head coach great coordinator you know had a great super bowl game plan against patrick mahomes when they won it but is he a great head coach and that is yet to be seen and i guess we'll find out this year but again a lot of people can look really good great when they're playing alongside tom brady
1: yeah he makes anybody look good
0: my last point on that is that it, a lot of players have a hard time leaving gracefully. And I think that's what blew a lot of people away when Tom Brady retired because of the year he had last year, the 5,000 yards and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, and so it's just kind of his history repeating itself. You know, he had an opportunity to walk away healthy, had an opportunity to walk away with on the top of his game, achieving things unimaginable, but couldn't walk away. So he's coming back and could this be the year that it finally is probably should have went, you know, played one year too long.
1: Yeah. Uh, But it also just adds that testament of like, you you've just walked one of the the greatest football player of all time. You can just see how difficult it is to walk away from the game, especially when it's what you've done your whole life. It's basically your entire identity. And so I think it's, it's a little heartwarming to see how difficult it is for him to give it up because it all, like, it means so much to him, just like it means so much to everyone who has fallen in love with his play.
0: That's what's crazy. He's approaching uh, playing in the NFL over half his life at the age of 45. That's insanity. I, mean, I don't think we'll ever see anyone like it again. So, I mean, I'm happy that we have another year of it. Hopefully it's a good year. Maybe we have two years. It's just, I mean, you never really know. Um, but I think there's a lot of questions on the table that maybe will be answered by week three when it's like all oh, the three and oh Tom Brady's look really good. It's yeah, things are things are rolling in, in Tampa. We're kind of dumb to doubt it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any other thoughts on the uh, on the division? On what's
1: your team? ceiling? What's your ceiling for the Bucks?
0: Uh with the Tom Brady team, 14, 13 wins. Um, the floor, nine. I think that's probably where I put it for him.
1: Right there with you. So no longer hot takes on this uh, division. I think this is pretty much agreed upon by most people in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I think our only difference is where we think the saints, you know, the saints are a sleeper team for a lot of people and I just don't get it. Don't, I don't buy it, but I guess I could be really wrong,
1: but well, just you wait, they're going to have an awesome 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 year and then they're going to lose to the vikings in the playoffs so
0: i, I could get behind <laughs> that That's a recipe for success right there
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> all righty well thank you for tuning in uh the next division and the last division the afc south not a lot to talk about there but we will anyway <laughs>